Journey to Becoming podcast is all about the changes, transitions, and transformations we encounter on our journey to aligning with purpose and living life with intentionality, fulfillment, and impact. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and my mission is to help those starting their entrepreneurial journeys or simply shifting gears to better align with purpose by sharing the journeys of others, offering practical tips and strategies, and providing encouragement to help you pull through whatever obstacle is standing in your way. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Joining us today on the Journey to Becoming podcast is Natasha Clark. Natasha is known as the giant slaying life coach and helps Christian women entrepreneurs get past trauma, depression, and anxiety. Natasha is also the author of Anti-Depression, 10 Steps to Escaping Depression, and the creator of a three and six month mentorship program dedicated to helping women slay the giant between their trauma and their destiny. Natasha is here not only to stay, but also to impact the world. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, I, I, I want to know more about the giant slang life coach. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your journey and how you became to be the giant slang life coach. Yeah, the giant slaying life coach is like a formality. It was added on by so many people. So I was like, okay, I'll just go with it, right? <laughs> the tagline. And it just came from me being able to just really slay different things in my life that was holding me back. And so what led me to that is I went through a lot of childhood trauma um, growing up. I went through uh, rejection. I went through depression, anxiety, the same things that I'm helping women get free from um, naturally. And that is not negating if they have a doctor or anything like that. But I know for me, it was all a journey that the Lord took me on that allowed me to get to different places by taking certain steps. And those steps was really um, dispersing the lies that I allow people to feed me, to tell me that I accept it. And so once I got rid of those lies, I could start really becoming myself and then getting rid of the things that were toxic out of my life so I could stop attracting those things that I didn't want. So that's like in the synopsis as best as I possibly can without, you know, giving you a 45 minute life story on why I am uh, a life coach today. What has motivated me to become so, uh, that life coach and the fact that I just decided to just kick down every single mountain that was going to try to hold me back from being ultimately who I always wanted to be and who God has called me to be. Love it. So question for you in terms of just the journey itself, right, to get to this place. So you had the 10 steps that you ultimately were able to follow to get you here. But what was the catalyst? What was the turning point for you from where you were uh, to say, okay, something has to shift, something has to change? I don't know if it was like an event that happened. It was more so a state of mind. I was so sick of myself that I was causing my own self to be nauseous and causing, I had like reproach about myself. 
So when I thought about my behaviors, when I thought about the things I was attracted, when I thought about the life that I was in, it made it started to make me sick to my stomach. And I no longer wanted to be nauseated about things that I could control and things that I could change. So it wasn't just like this moment where I was like down and out and all those kind of things, which I really was. But what happened was because that wasn't enough. I would have been in down and out before. I've been through so many things before and none of those things like just push me into this place of wanting to change or wanting to do different and those kind of things even though i said it my actions never follow but it wasn't until i got like they say sick and tired but that's still not enough it wasn't until i was physically sick and tired of being sick and tired that i could no longer take uh what what, what i was giving myself what i was allowing to myself and the fact that it was actually physically making me sick that i was like okay no more that that was it. I, when I started making myself sick about my own thoughts and the things that I was allowing and the different things I was giving access to my life, I was like, okay, I'm done being sick of myself. Like at some point in time, I got to be done being sick of Natasha. It is not everything else. It's not everybody else. Everybody goes through trauma, but what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so was uh, is step one really just getting to the place of acknowledging or just acceptance of where you are? Step one is made of mind. It's a made up mind to make an oath to yourself that who I am today, I will no longer be, even if that's within the hour. I don't have to do large commitments. All I know is because I made up my mind at nine o'clock at 10 a.m., I'm going to do something different. And so I, I don't take these chunks of time that people have 90 days and 120 days. No, 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 no. Sometimes when you're really, really down and down, you need an hour by hour thing. And so I had made up in my mind, if I have to crawl hour by hour to my freedom, that's what I was going to do. It was step one is a made up mind. Then that, and that is the step that I took, the first step that I took. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. The hour by hour crawl <laughs> to changing and shifting. That is amazing. So tell us a little bit more. You started with making up my mind that this is not who I want to be anymore. And by the end of the day, I'm not going to be her. I, by the end of the day, I'm changing. How long has this journey been for you? I think I'm on the journey, but I'm in a different, in different entity. So when I first started, I was in depression. I tackled that. But as we know, sometimes when you're tackling one thing, it's not just the one thing that you have to tackle, right? So I'm on I'm on a journey of, of true value, right? And when you understand true value, what you're doing, and you're still facing things that you have to deal with every day, and you're still healing in the process from things that you need to make sure you're healing from yesterday. And so I think that their journey is always continuing, and I don't think I'll ever be off the journey. I'm just in a better position to handle the journey. And I think that's what it goes up to making up your mind. When you make up your mind, you're mentally preparing yourself to handle the journey that you need to cross from back then, now, today, and forevermore. You're always going to be developing. You're always going to be on the journey because in order to grow, your, your position has to be compromised. And so while your position has to be compromised, you need to be in a place mentally to handle compromising positions. And if you're not being compromised, a lot of times it's because you're stagnant. Mm -hmm. Share a little bit more about the, the compromising position. For sure. So if, if when you're growing, say I'm growing in self-love, I'm going to be in a compromised position to where I'm going to either have to stand up for my self-love or give in for immediate satisfaction. So a lot of people like in their singleness at that particular time where I was, I had to figure out like I wanted, if I want a male's attention at this time, am I going to stand up for my values or if I'm going to give in to immediate comfort at this moment that I know is not going to be permanent? 
And if it's not on that particular level, even with my job, am I going to settle understanding that I could be promoted and I need to do the things that I need to do in order to get to that promotion? Or am I going to settle with the fact that I want to clock in at eight and I want to leave at five and I want no other explanation, no other, uh, I don't want to answer to anybody. I don't want any other responsibilities. I don't want any of that. So you're always in a compromising position to either stay stagnant or to grow. Got it. Got it. So the way that I'm translating it in my head is, you know, you're either setting boundaries or you're creating opportunities to step outside of your comfort zone or forcing yourself to step outside of your comfort zone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Wanted to take a quick break to share some exciting news. I'm excited to share the relaunch of my Transform Her program. This 90-day accelerator has been specifically redesigned to support those currently facing or considering a shift in life, career, or business. The 90-day accelerator is jam-packed with training, coaching, and a ton of personalized resources to move you from scared to confident, thinking about it to doing it, striving to thriving, and of course, stuck to unstoppable. So if you're at the place where you want to or are ready to make that major shift in your life, career, or business, but are feeling stuck, not sure where to begin, or are just scared, and trust me, there's nothing wrong with that because we've all been there. You can learn more about the 90 Day Accelerator on my website at www.sabinegideon.com slash transform her on the site. You can schedule a complimentary call to see if the program is right for you. So now you go through your process, you go through your 10 steps, right? And, and of course, it's, it's a journey that continues on. How did you get into life coaching? What, what inspired that career move? I went on, when I was on the journey, I wanted to find my purpose. And so I asked God to show me my purpose. And he showed me that my purpose was here before I was here, right? And I started looking at the things every day that bothered me and the things that don't, don't allow me to sleep. And I found out and I had to put a title on it, which I feel like he led me to. But I had to put a title on what I was doing with my friends, what people ask me when they don't ask me. I'm always in a position to where I am getting them from point A to point B with any situation that was happening. So my purpose was something I was already w- walking in unofficially. It just had to be brought out to the point that this is what I wanted to do. So I understood that when I woke up, I wanted to be a life coach. When I went to sleep, I wanted to be a life coach. And in my ideal life, that is what I'm doing all day, every day. And that is a life I'd never have to retire from. And so I wanted to obtain that. I understood that is what I want. And I don't feel like my life should be something that I need a break from. And I think society has taught us that, but I just believe that I don't have to settle for crumbs because I'm a king's kid. And so if the earth is the Lord and they're in the fullness thereof and those that, those that dwell in it, I dwell in it. So it's mine. And so there's nothing that I can't obtain and I'm not going to wake up in misery. I'm not going to go to sleep in misery. I'm going to walk in my purpose. And that is the only way to do that. So I found my purpose and I decided from the time that I wake up to the time that I close my eyes on the other side of this life, um, that is what I wanted to do. I love it. Purpose is, is definitely a driver and an and anchor uh, to pull you forward for sure. So in the in the coaching programs that you work with, obviously you're working with women who are at different states of their journey of where you you were in the past. So talk to us a little bit about how you 
partner come alongside your your clients to to mentor them to get them to you know that other leg of their journey yeah for sure because like uh the their journeys are different but uh, the fundamentals are um so you need the fundamentals uh, in order to achieve anything in life and that is just a mind change new mind new life period and so i have a methodology uh, it's called crispy and it's c-r-i-s-p-e and so we go through the same thing with each person even though their goal end goal may be different the fundamentals to change your life are still the same no matter what journey you're on and so we go through commitment reassurance identity we solidify we go through purpose and then the e is execution and so i use a fundamental base for every single client that i have whether they're in my three six or yearly program um that i had um in you know last year and now i'm running getting ready to start running boot camps where we are only doing 90 day programs and i'm only going to do those quarterly um, and that is because I want to practice life, a family balance. I have three children and things of that nature. And so that is my ideal life. I'm not going to work myself into death, but I'm going to help as many people as I can, giving them the fundamentals to walk in their purpose and never look back. And so that is a crispy methodology that I go by. We commit to ourselves. We reassure ourselves. We find out what our true identity is. We Then we reintroduce our new selves to the world. And then we solidify that. And then we find our true purpose as to how we can connect it with bringing in income and doing that every single day. And then we execute. And that's what I do with every single person. Awesome. So you brought up something that, that is key, right? Especially for uh, many of the listeners and, and guests who have come on who are entrepreneurs. It's a lot of work being an entrepreneur and then some who have families and other responsibilities. So what tools, what strategies have you put in place for yourself to help you balance that so that you're able to walk in purpose and fulfill purpose, support the individuals that you've been assigned to, uh, take care of your home and still, you know, rejuvenate. For sure. I think that what's kept me in front is my vision. And so I don't allow my vision to be skewed by things that are tangible. So my vision in life is for me to be able to take my kids to school and drop them off in school. And I believe that my gifting and what I need to do with people I'm assigned to needs to fit within the parameters of my vision. So where people get messed up at is they have a vision. They want to get there as fast as possible, as quickly as possible. And then there's a lot of money that's attached to it. And that's their focus. That never should be. You got to hone in. Your vision should be your focus and everything extra should fit in the parameters of your vision. But people have that backwards. They have the parameters of their vision based off of how much they can get, how quickly they can get it in a microwave 2020 world that we live in instead of having a vision and everything fitting in the parameters of that vision. So my ideal in understanding that my first ministry is my household, my husband, my children is, is important to me and everything else needs to fit within the parameters of what God has told me to. And I don't allow that to be compromised. It goes back into, I'm not, even though that's a compromising position, if somebody's putting a dollar to it or somebody's putting your time to it, if it doesn't fit within the parameters of my vision, I have to say no. Mm -hmm. I, I was actually just listening to, to something from the, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, and he was talking about uh, vision and how important um, that is for entrepreneurs, for leaders of all capacity. That vision has to be your driving force, right? It's the thing that you see and no one else can see. And your decisions have to be made within the confines of 
is that going to help me get there? Is that going to deter me? Is that going to distract me? Um, so I love that, you know, that that is the focal point that you start with and you incorporate everything else in your life within or to align with that particular vision. That's great. So, you know, you can hear all this wonderful information, but application is a whole nother story. So, you know, what are some takeaways or, or teachings or lessons that you have that you've been able to implement that we could share with the audience for them to either meditate on or, or journal at their own time? For sure. And one of the things that I always suggest is getting a morning routine. Getting a morning routine down pack where you have time to be filled up so you can pour out. And that needs to be something that you're getting daily, not weekly, not monthly, not a relaxed day. Every single day, there needs to be an isolated time where you're not interrupted, you're not talked to, you're not bothered. And that can usually happen. And I suggest morning and night routine, but I always like to start people off with a morning routine. And that looks like a mind up prayer, educating yourself doing some type of physical activity to get your blood flowing, drinking a glass or two of water before your day gets started because our bodies is our temple and it's so important for us to watch what we're putting in and watch what we're taking out. But that is always my suggestion is getting in a position to where you're getting up at least one to an hour and a half earlier than usual and getting a morning routine down pat. Because when you build up anticipation in the morning, exercising, it builds up serotonin serotonin is the same thing that antidepressants have and i guarantee you that you'll be able to lower your dosage if you're on medication and you find yourself uh producing natural serotonin and different things that are in those drugs then you will not be needing uh, medication in that way like you've been needing but it's all about producing the natural things in our body that are already set to produce is we already have all the tools that we need to fight the mental battles. But if you are at capacity, you're not going to be able to achieve the things that we need to achieve every single day. Because every day has its own set of struggles. And if you're empty at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, you're not going to survive those struggles. Absolutely. So you talked about the morning routine and I'd love to recap on that. But do you have a, a nightly routine as well? Well, absolutely. It's, it's called future gratitude. And when we think about our day and we think about some of the things that we wish wouldn't happen, I rewrite the narrative. So it produces positive chemicals in my brain. And so I always suggest for my clients, like, so if you got stuck in traffic and you didn't like that and you're still on traffic by the end of the day, and when your spouse or your significant other or your best friend or whomever you're talking to is like, how was your day? Well, I was stuck in traffic. We're still talking about traffic or nine, 10 o'clock. That needs to be dumped out of our mind. And so my counter to that is I was in traffic because God wanted to me to give me extra time with him so I can think about what he has for me and get some quiet time with what he has for me. So the outside people in the cars and the fact it looks like I was stuck in this place was actually predestined. And it was some time for me to be isolated. So nobody's calling my name. Nobody's pulling at me left and right. And I had this time to really think about my day. So that's what I say. I write those things down. I change the narrative about things that I didn't like in my day. So I'm not going to bed with any negative chemical reactions in my body, through my brain. So therefore, when I wake up tomorrow, I wake up empty and I have the ability to be poured into so I can pour out again. I, I love that reframe during the nightly routine because <laughs> yes, yeah, something can happen at work and you're triggered or something happens during the day and you're triggered and you're just like 
spiraling. Uh, so I love that taking that time to be intentional to reframe and then write it down. And the, the stuff that you said about the morning routine, obviously one that sticks out for me is the fill up so you can pour out. And all too often, it's kind of like, oh, jump out of the bed, like get ready, get all the things going. And there's like no time to just sit with you. Um, and then by the end of the day, you're empty, you're dry. And so prioritizing and making that time to, to fill up and thinking about it in that perspective with a mental activity, physical activity, and of course, nurturing your body with fluids. That's great. Absolutely. Thank you. So transitioning here in terms of what you're working on, you mentioned boot camps earlier. Are there any other special projects that you'd like to share with the audience? After the seven day boot camp in July, they'll have the opportunity to opt in into the 90 day program uh, if they choose to. The seven days is going to be free, it's going to be very intense, it's going to be transformational, and it'll lead into uh, a 90 day program that they will have with me with some coaching that they'll get from me to go from wherever point A to wherever their point, uh, point Z is. We're going to go through the whole alphabet, we're not going to go A to B, we're going to go through Z, and that is what I'm currently working on. That's awesome. So we'll have information for you to connect with Natasha. And please, if you wouldn't mind sharing your website. Sure. It's www.iamnatashaclark.com. And I am mostly on Instagram at I am Natasha Clark as well. Um, that is where I, uh, that's where you'll see me, my day to day, what's happening with me, what I have coming up. Um, I have a, a book, like she mentioned, you can get it on Amazon. All you have to do is type in uh, Natasha Clark and the book will come up and it is Amazon Prime. So you will get it rather quickly. And that's what I have currently going on. And that's where you can find me. Thank you so much for that. Please be sure to check out the show notes where you will be able to access the links to uh, connect with Natasha through her website and also access the book, Anti-Depression, 10 Steps to Escaping a Depression. So with that, one question that I, I'd love to, to get your perspective on that I ask all of my interviewees, what is one thing that you wish that you could share with your younger self? I had time. That you have time. Yeah, that I had time to fail. I had time to get it right. I had time not to rush. I have time to understand what I need to understand. I had time to build fundamentals. I had time. I grew up feeling like I did not have time. I had to make stuff happen. I had to get to where I had to go. I had to make my parents proud. I had to live up to an expectation. And I just wish that I understood that I had time. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Natasha, for being here, for sharing these nuggets and this wisdom uh, with us. Again, please check out Natasha on Instagram as well as on her website and you can access the book as well. You can purchase the book via Amazon. So check out the show notes for that information. Natasha, again, I sincerely appreciate you being on with us and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you were able to grab a few nuggets and some action items that you can begin implementing this week. I'll be back next week with some more actionable tips to help you along your journey of transition, change, and transformation. In the meantime, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment on the platform of your choosing. And if you really enjoy this content, go ahead and share it with your network. Share it with a friend, a family member, whoever it is you know that might benefit from the information that was shared today.
Until next time, have a wonderful and purposeful week.